perfect. Uh, I'm going to put a little more headphones in. Yeah, crank it up. <laughs> Time to crank the Siza and the Stash podcast. Uh, I love the, uh, I don't know if you watch NASCAR at all, but they have their little, um, like, sequence during the broadcast where they call it crank it up and it's just yeah. it's just like four minutes of and then they're right next to the it's you know what just, i call that it's so awesome that's redneck asmr right there <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> oh gosh we're leaving that in all right here we go in three two one Welcome into Size and the Stash. I am the Stash, Austin the Stash Pistolka. With me is Parker Siza. What's up? Oh, you know, we're just hanging out, having a fantastic... It's Monday for us for when you're listening, who knows when it is, but thanks for tuning in I think this Size is epi- and the Stash. Sorry, sorry. I think you're this good. is episode 10, too, also, Holy which is uh, cow. pretty cool. This pretty is cool. pretty cool. I mean, shoot, I can't believe we we kept on keeping on like this. After our first episode, there were real question marks. <laughs> like, <laughs> we could go four, and then we may get taken off, and right. then we've gone five, six, <laughs> and seven, then eight. Uh, it's oh. like that LeBron thing when you know he was being introduced in Miami. He's like, "Yeah, we're, we're to be a not one, not two, That's not right. three. Uh, we, we, we've been here for not five, not six, not seven, not ten episodes. Ten so, whole yeah. ass episodes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. And now we're on. Uh, we're on the website. We're on ruralradio.com slash cool radio. I guess it's coolradionow.com is better. Uh, and 1049 maxcountry.com. So tell your friends, share it, let people know that Size in the Stash is the hottest thing in podcasting on the Rural Radio Network, maybe. So I have to start things off because <laughs> I think I'm going to make a personality change. And what I'm, okay, what I'm, I'm interested mean, in this, go ahead. So I'm making a personality change. And I'm going to be a little more big time, okay? Because we're on episode 10. Why not? Yeah. I'm going to be more hot stuff. And the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to become a Speedo guy at the lake. Wait. Okay. A Speedo guy. Yeah, I'm going to so be a Speedo a speed, guy. A speed go- Elaborate on this. So I heard Burt Kreischer talk about this. I heard Burt Kreischer talk about this, I think, a year ago or something yeah. like that. Because he's a, he's a Speedo athlete. Burt Kreischer. Is a speedo athlete. He was which, in Lincoln yesterday. Was so, he really? Yeah, yeah, he was in Lincoln yesterday. Uh, he he was with the Nebraska football team. He had a show in Lincoln. Uh, this was all on Sunday. I, could, <laughs> Dude, I had no idea. I totally missed, missed it. it. Yeah, totally yeah. over my head. I love Bird Crash. He's great. Right? He's he's wild. Can't, machine. I'm going to throw it out there. Can't stand podcasts that he's on because it, it is. No one knows what's going on. Right. He's jumping from topic to topic. Can't stand it. He's I'm... laughing like, uh, you know, like, like, <laughs> like it, it's like a, it's like an Arab. It's like a, bo- a blown up balloon, and then you're squeezing the air out of it. That's that's what he yes. sounds like. It's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I love Burt Kreischer. Don't get me wrong. I think his stand up is awesome. Haven't seen the movie yet. Two Bears, One Cave. Two Bears, yeah, One podcast. Cave. I mm-hmm. think Tom Segura is great. Yeah. But he started talking about uh, like a year ago about wearing a speedo and how the thing about wearing a speedo is you have to wear the speedo the speedo can't wear you <laughs> and so it's all about dressing up the speedo you get a nice watch you get nice pair of sunglasses gold chain all this sort of stuff right well i can't afford any of that but timu has all of that stuff on the cheap uh, this is not a yeah, no free ads no, no, no free but ads. listen yeah timu is like wish.com uh but I guess newer or whatever, a little more uh, reputable from from what I have heard, as that Timu is a little more reputable. And I'm going to purchase a speedo for for about four dollars. Four dollars. Okay. Yeah. 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 I have several questions, but continue. I'm going to purchase a knockoff Rolex for approximately seven dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna. I I have already purchased a pair of sunglasses that are like big, square. They're they're deep red. I've uh, seen those. You brought those around. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm going to be the coolest son of a bitch on the planet, <laughs> and it's going to cost me about $23 yeah, to yeah. do so. 
<laughs> First off, that's incredible. Um, I need to know more about this Timu thing. I've heard about it. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've heard. So, is it like an Amazon type thing? I mean, I think what it is is it's kind of like Amazon. It's but it's cheaper and it takes longer. Okay. Is, okay. is basically yeah. all it is. Uh, just about you can find a knockoff version or the real thing. This is the wild thing. So I ordered those sunglasses. Right. I also ordered a pair of what I thought were knockoff pit vipers. You know the big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a cool son of a bitch. The, the second question oh. is, what is your? Does your wife have any any thoughts on this? The speedo, the my, the pit my wife is what it was. all in. Okay, my okay, wife is all good. in. She says, Austin, you are a hot piece of ass, and I want to show it off. It's important, important piece right there to have, and you have that, so that's good. That's but, good. Uh, but I got legit. Uh, legit pit vipers like they have the logo i got them in a box that says pit vipers on them with the official like uh, uh official instagram handle on it so like it's sometimes it might just be stolen stuff who knows but but i got it it's awesome uh my wife is a big fan my my wife loves the idea of having to fight women off of me because <laughs> my yeah. wife is built like wonder woman okay she can kick some ass and uh, i fully believe that that liz would take a, a little bit of liking to you know no that's my man right there yeah. uh, you know just me i got a big dad bod yeah I, i'm not the hairiest guy in the world but i got a nice little bit going on the chest uh i got quads I mean, for days brother you show you're... off the leg tattoos you you we started off with this talking about Burt Kreischer. You look like Burt Kreischer's. I appreciate like, that. Younger brother or I'll son? I'll be knockoff maybe. I mean, Burt I don't Kreischer. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not afraid like, to be knockoff Burt mm-hmm. Kreischer. <laughs> be good. Be good. You could do that, or you know, with all this uh, attire you're uh, purchasing, uh-huh. you could also try the mullet. I don't know if you're a mullet. You don't, don't seem like a I'm mullet, a mullet person. Guy. I yeah. wore. I've had the same haircut for. I'm 28 years old. I've had the same haircut for like 26 of my 28 years. There was a year and a half where I grew it out and it was long mm. and I parted it down the middle because I didn't know what to do with it. And I looked like uh, uh, an actor from Boy Meets World. Wow. And yeah. I had uh, that it was, was total when, 90s haircut right really there in, in the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. What's worse is yeah. I had that haircut when I asked my wife to marry me. So <laughs> I have that haircut in these photos that are going to be shown forever like i can't escape this haircut but i don't know Um, i've thought about growing a mullet Mm -hmm. i've thought about it because there's a big thing in like the powerlifting community to kind of be this like all-american dude bro and with the pit vipers and lifting in shorts definitely yeah you know so like there's part of me that like wants to go all in on it baby but i don't know if i can i don't know if i could do a mullet I don't know. Now, and maybe, yeah, maybe that's not your personality type, but <laughs> I mean, I, I do like that you're going through this, uh, what'd you say, personality <laughs> switch or yeah. I guess uh, personality upgrading? Yeah. Is that what we want to call this? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't I, know. Because I, I don't know. think I'm going to be walking around in a Speedo like, at, like I'm not coming to work in a Speedo. I'm not going to be going, living just regular Tuesday afternoon this in is, my house. This is Austin on a Saturday afternoon in the summer. Damn right. This is what this is. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, keep me updated on this. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to join me? You want me to buy you I a speedo? Not, don't, uh, no, I can't do no? speedos. I uh, can't do speedo. I could do. I, I would get. Pit, I actually did look up um, pit vipers. I, I mm-hmm. heard of them before. I know exactly what they are. You see, like baseball players wear these yeah. a lot. You know, skiers or mm-hmm. surfer. You know, stuff like that. If you're outside, I would get a pair of pit vipers. Uh, oh, can are, you imagine? We cool. should get. We, you should get a pair of pit vipers, and for our logo, we should take a photo of the two of us in pit vipers yeah, and have like explosions go. going off in the background yes yes with, now with our, we're talking with our famous cat in the stash right, <laughs> That's right. in the background absolutely be good. Be good. it'd be fantastic all right enough about me and my speedo lifestyle <laughs> that i'm about to start living i can't believe it i can't believe it <laughs> let's get to the husker roundup yeah a uh, big thing with husker roundup this week not much else going on but big, big news for Husker football. Big yeah. recruiting weekend. Yeah. Parker Siza, give us the wraparound. You know, it was, uh, I don't know, Austin, what do you think? When, when <laughs> Remember, we've had these conversations in the past about 
why do we have to keep winning the offseason? Why can't we just, you know, have a normal <laughs> offseason where there's no hype, uh-huh. there's no, you know, n- no fun. It's just like well, it's boring. We're just counting down the days until, uh, you know, the first game in September yeah. or something like that. What if we stopped winning the offseason national championships and won real games in yeah. the regular season? It'd be great. That would be awesome. It'd be great. Yeah. And in the past, I would have said exactly that. But for some reason, just things just feel different this year. I don't oh, know. Dude. I don't oh, know what no. it is. I don't know what it is. So, uh, okay. You, are you... Are you drinking the Kool-Aid uh, right I, now, brother? Well, I always drink the Kool-Aid. We're chugging it, it's just, it just it, uh, how the, the quantity of Kool-Aid that I drink is always the question. I mean, it's always <laughs> it's always being drunk. Uh, but uh, 14 uh, different uh, uh, official visitors this weekend, so uh, they had uh, those all on campus, uh, including Bert Kreischer was there as well. Obviously, yeah. they, they had some pictures on social media of Bert. Uh, he was throwing around the football with some recruits. He got to go to the top of East Stadium, uh, you know, the three, mm-hmm. the 600 level, I guess is what they call it. And there's just a video on his Instagram where he's like, this is the coolest thing in the world. So, you know, yeah. just to get a guy like that around yeah. is, is pretty awesome, too. Uh, the star, though, uh, probably is this four-star tight end from Ainsworth, Carter mm-hmm. Nelson. Uh, the guy has been getting a, a bunch of run nationally. He's, uh, I think, top four of the uh, of the tight ends in the 2024 class. Alabama gave him mm-hmm. an offer? Yep, yep. Yeah, Nick yeah, Saban yeah. gave him an offer. He recently visited Georgia, and this was about two two weekends ago maybe maybe the weekend before this um so yeah i guess it would be two weekends ago but uh visited georgia there were a, a lot of conversation about him going to georgia also comes from a catholic family uh we hear so he visited notre dame and uh was apparently really there was Man, a lot of buzz for him to go to notre dame. uh then he came visited nebraska on, on saturday there's a uh, rumor mill this has not been reported by anybody but uh the rumor mill out there is that he is already silently committed uh to nebraska which would be just a, a really cool thing, really big story. Uh, Carter Nelson, you just look at this guy. He looks like a, an incredible athlete that still has some room to go. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, just uh, maybe you know, coming up uh, in a few days, maybe he'll announce his commitment. I don't know what his timetable is going to look like or be, or if this is even uh, going to come to fruition. But uh, just the way, you know, he, he's kind of the spearhead of this in-state talent uh, that Rule is trying to to get at. And uh, it's working so far. It, it worked with the Bellevue West guys uh, that they got recently as well. Kalen, uh, McMorris, and Hall, which sounds like a law firm. Uh, you know, <laughs> Daniel Kalen, the quarterback, and then the two wide receivers, McMorris and Hall. Uh, oh, which my god! Isaiah McMorris and uh, Dante Hall or something like that. But, um, yeah, so... That's incredible. Just, uh, these are inst- it rule is is captivating these in-state guys in a way that I don't think we've ever seen before. Now the talent in in Nebraska just happens to be as good as it's been uh, mm-hmm. in terms of a, you know, player output and recruiting, you know, a, a national scale of recruiting and, and where they stand. So and well, he's kind wanna, of lucky in that way, but he's doing a, a terrific job. Yeah, at, I want to ask you about your opinion on that because there are a number of schools of thought when it comes to to recruiting, right? There are obviously you go after the best guys. That easy one on one, like the guys who are the best, that's who you go after. But then there's also something to be said. We talked about this a little bit, I think, a couple weeks ago, about going after the guys that want to go to your school, right? And so is he doing Nebraska a service or a disservice by getting these Nebraska kids instead of going after what many believe to be better athletes in Florida or California, you know, the Scott Frost route that went and got all of these crazy great athletes that weren't picked up by better schools. I use air quotes there Mm -hmm. because I think Nebraska is one of the best schools out there. But as of right now, the Alabamas, the Georgias, a lot of the SEC schools are considered better football schools. So is I love that he's getting Nebraska guys. Is he setting himself up for failure not going after these better athletes? And I use air quotes there again. That's the question. That's like, and I I wish, you know, any of us had answers to that. I think if you find those out. You Come know, on, Chwami. A couple Give me years the down, ball. a couple years down the road. What, what I'll say is, I guess you know, Mc, uh, McMorris is a four-star wide receiver. Hall is a high-end three-star, could be upgraded into a four-star. Carter Nelson is a four-star. So these are these like these are these talent pools that you could see elsewhere. Like the, these guys could be in Chicago right now, and nobody would bat an eye, or they mm-hmm. could be in you know. Um, 
Tallahassee, Florida. Sure. Everybody would be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. These are incredibly talented players, but they just happen to be uh, right here in Nebraska. Three from the metro area, three from one high school, Bellevue West, and then uh, one from you know central Nebraska, Ainsworth. So I, I think it just happened to work out that way. I, I don't know, but... Uh, let me go back to your question. Do you think you're, they're doing a disservice by clearly, really... Clearly, these guys are not a disservice. Right, right. But he has pushed for in-state talent, yeah. whether that be a walk-on Picked up on Isaac or... Dickey. Isaac Dickey from Cross County yeah. just got on as a walk-on. That's a little different than being recruited, but but, uh, but similarly, y- your focal point are, are players like you know the kid from Stromsburg up here. I exactly. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's kind of yeah. what I mean by that. Is he, I guess it... I guess it depends how you approach it, and if you approach it with a uh, camaraderie, you know, like like at the end of the day, you just want your class, you want your class, incoming recruiting class to gel together. You want them to uh, know each, get to know each other, get to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Work on that through two, three years of being redshirted and uh, not playing, maybe being a little down on the depth chart. And then you just you know continue to grow a team quality in an individual and grow that individual as a player. And then hopefully it, I I don't know. That might be a bad answer, but but I think I get what you're saying though, because I think what you're trying to say is when they all come, not when they all come from the same place, because that's not what he's doing necessarily. But when you get like-minded guys and if you are from Nebraska, whether you're Metro or central Nebraska, you kind of have a similar mindset. And so if you're bringing in guys that all have the same mindset, what you're not going to run into is guys wanting to transfer out. You're going to keep your class together and you're going to create that team camaraderie. And so I get where you're going with that point. That may, That's a really great point that a lot of people don't necessarily think about when they think about recruiting because a lot of people just say, go get the best athletes. But if you get all the best athletes and they don't work together, mm-hmm. you're doing your team a disservice. Yep. Yep, yeah, because you're not a team. Because you're not a team. You're just a, you're just you're a, a group of, of group of individuals. <laughs> yeah, and Nebraska's maybe. I mean, you could argue Nebraska's tried that approach in the past when mm-hmm. the whole Calabrasca thing with Mike Riley trying yeah. to get you know Keyshawn Johnson, Tyjon Lindsey, and you know they those were huge, huge names when Absolutely. they came here. Tristan Jebbia and the Calabasas crew, whatever they wanted to call them. <laughs> uh, and it's just you know yeah, just a bunch of talent. They were not from this part of the state. They obviously knew each other as teammates, but um, I don't know. It, it did. It just from day one, and maybe looking back on this in hindsight, it's a lot easier than than at the time. But sure. there was probably not the the connections that were necessary to do that. And I don't know. I just w- without even seeing Matt Rule coach a football game yet, just by hearing stories and and how he coaches, how he likes to coach, his philosophy to it, how he's done it in the past, he just seems full in on the uh, you know we're, we're going to be a team for we're going to be together first. We're going to start there and then start branching out onto the football field. So speaking of yeah. that. You're not the only person who has noticed a shift in Matt in Nebraska because of Matt Rule coaching. You mentioned that who was it was talking and kind of was throwing some shade on previous coaches. Yeah. Mike Huffman, Bellevue Huffman. West's football coach. This is an article from Steve Sipple and Husker Online. Um, yeah, he he talked about uh, just kind of the difference in Nebraska football over the last few years. Uh, you know, really now, I guess over the last four or five months since a new administration took over. But uh, as we mentioned, this is a guy uh, who is now in his eleventh year uh, coaching football at Bellevue West. Coach guys like the three that recently committed: Davon Hall, uh, really good receiver; uh, Isaiah McMorris, the other one; Daniel Kalen, the quarterback for Bellevue West. Bellevue West is going to be in the hunt for a state title this year. They may be the most watched high school team in Nebraska history in terms of who's like going to be on this roster next sure. year. So uh, they're going to be getting a lot of run. But uh, he had some quotes in here. I'm just going to read uh, stuff that he said. He talked about the former staff and the switch. He said this, quote, I really liked Barrett Rude a lot, Huffman says, of a former Nebraska assistant. Uh, but Jalen Bradley, one of his uh, former players, I, I'm not sure where Jalen Bradley is now. I want to say he transferred away, but he was a, a recent recruit and commit to Nebraska. He said, uh, Huffman said he was not treated well 
or handled well by the staff. And then Xavier Betts was not as well. Xavier Betts, a former Bellevue West wide receiver who left the team, and now when Matt Rule took the job, he's back with them. Uh, so there was that. And then he also says this quote, I mean, I was at a bowl game watching Nebraska when I was six months old. I have, a, I have that game program downstairs in my basement. It's just what my family does. We love Husker football. It seems like this, and I've heard others say it, there are now adults in charge. That's not a slam on any of the previous guys, but these guys have been all around. So. <laughs> That's not a yeah. slam. It's not a slam. But, yeah, yeah. Right. Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to I just no, want to say that, uh, you know, now we don't have children running the show. Yeah, well, he's like, right. Come I mean, on now. Like... That's a slam on on the previous guys, and but, rightfully so. Yeah, if yeah. that's the case, yes, yes, and uh, yeah, he's just trying to get to now. It just it feels like people are in charge here, knowing what they're doing, and um, it's just here we go. You want some more Kool Aid? I got Absolutely. some right here. You want to pour some Kool Aid? Put it straight <laughs> into train. my veins, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the thing about it when I think of the Scott Frost era, and I think of why people loved Scott Frost, especially coming from Orlando, where you know he was the head coach of UCF, the thing that I always heard about Scott Frost was that he got the students, he got the players, he was a players type of coach, and I think that that is exactly what we got at Nebraska. I don't think that we got a guy who is a manager of a team. I don't think we got a guy who is a who is this head honcho. I think that we got a guy who would be an amazing assistant coach. I think we got a guy who who absolutely is a morale kind of guy for the team. I don't think we got a guy who could run yep. a program. And I and yep. and ju- and I love what Scott Frost did at UCF. I love some of the moments that we got from him. He fits him. there. He fits mm-hmm. there. He fits as an assistant coach. He fits as a morale guy. He just doesn't fit as a head coach. Man. In the Big Ten Conference against Big Ten opponents playing these kind of defenses. I mean, I, right. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think UCF continues to dominate I, I I think he le- I think he stays and they end up having these problems. I think I think they're able to recruit well if he's still at UCLA. Like, let's pretend he never sure. comes to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. They win that national championship in 2017, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they go on. They're going to be good the next year after that because yeah. they would have you know kept the quarterback. That's interesting though. Yeah, yeah. How it would have developed over time because he was there two years, used mm-hmm. a lot of George O'Leary's guys, right? Mm-hmm. When when they went, you know, I, they went zero and twelve, I think, in his yeah. last year. Scott came to UCF six and six. Next year, thirteen and zero, beating Auburn uh, in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl, uh, right? Auburn, yep, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, would it? Have, I think it was Auburn. Is it it Auburn or LSU. LSU but, was the one. No, LSU, they beat LSU. It was Auburn. They lost to the next bowl okay, game. Okay, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Right, right. But, you know, yeah, they go 13 and up. How would that have resulted? I like to think in the AAC, he still kind of keeps a. He's not, he's not fired right now. Like, like if he, if he, sure. if he stayed the, I, I still think he's there coaching. I don't, I don't think he would have taken UCF down to the depths. I just think he's what you said, because, uh, I agree with this completely. He's not a great CEO or was not a great CEO mm-hmm. type coach, but he was a good players coach and he was a good, like, and that, that's a good recruiting tool for players because mm-hmm. I think you could relate to Scott really well. Uh, so that's why I thought he was a great fit for UCF and, and the things that, that are required for you to do at Nebraska from, you know, we, we could talk for hours about this, but your coaching philosophy, how you go about your business, the the different game planning you do for the Big Ten, just don't think he was ready for it. Obviously, yeah. so yeah, clearly, and who knows if Matt Rule's ready for it? We have again, we haven't well, seen we, we haven't I, seen this guy coach a game, but but, but you can see the evidence that he gets turn. We have seen him turn programs around. Yeah. Like a Big Twelve turnaround is so much different from an AAC turnaround. Definitely. And so the fact that he was able to turn Baylor around, he was a, how many programs has he turned around at this point? Two. Two. Well, Temple, Temple, Temple Baylor, uh, right? Yeah. So, listen, I, I said put the Kool Aid straight in my veins, and I mean it. Yeah. I'm, I'll take a bath in Kool Aid. I'll shower in it right now if you want me to. I got Kool Aid scented, freaking <laughs> uh, uh, soap right now. I will do all of it because I'm bought in, yeah. and I and I say this with my whole chest. If we make it to a bowl game. I will be happy. I don't care if he goes 10 and whatever or whatever. Yeah. He gets us to a bowl game. 
It is a the biggest win on the freaking yep. planet. I'll take six and six in a heartbeat right Absolutely. now if you told me that. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Uh, other things happen around in Nebraska. The College World Series is concluding tonight with Florida versus LSU. It is supposed to be a great game, and as yeah. a College World Series has been incredible all series long. Talk to me yeah. about it, Parker. Outside of well, outside of Sunday, it was twenty-two to four oh, yesterday. Right. Or was it, Florida? Was it twenty-two to four? Or twenty-four to four? Twenty? Yeah, twenty-four it, four. Twenty. So yeah. many. There was something in the water with baseball because yeah. I saw that there was a twenty-five to one score in Major League yeah. Baseball the other night. <sighs> yeah, that was the was that the Angels and the Rockies, I think. Yeah, uh, the and Angels. Then, Right after that game, the Rockies traded their best player, yeah. Mike Moustakas, to the Angels. Wild story. The, the Rockies are a joke. It's, it's embarrassing. I am so embarrassed to have been a Rockies fan when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I was like, I remember like 2006, 2007, the Rockies made that run. Yeah. I mean, Lil Parker's got a Rockies hat for the first time. We're going to Rockies games. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is a, this is going to stay Todd Helton. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, the uh, the Trevor story, uh, all of them, right? And this is awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, just <laughs> just the the worst owners in sports just uh, are know, being the worst be, owners in sports. Could be the A's. <laughs> could be the A's too. A's are not uh, not fond of their yeah. ownership as well. But uh, That's yeah, true. anyway, anyway, College World Series. Big time game tonight. Yeah. Uh, you you may have al- you may already know the outcome based on it when you're listening to this, but it has been fun through and through. Yeah, uh, you Paul Skeens. It's it's going to be tough to go against LSU. Paul Skeens, the projected number one overall draft pick in the MLB draft later this month, uh, should be pitching tonight. He last pitched on Thursday in that elimination game against Wake Forest and pitched eight shutout innings. So I think he's got fifteen point some innings already in the college. World Series or in the uh, yeah in in Omaha so uh, and sitting at about a, a less than one ERA so this is the guy on the mound for LSU tonight that he's going to be tough to go against but Florida's got a good uh, group of rotation uh, a good rotation group uh, to put at them and uh, of course uh, yeah they got some good hitting too so I, I'm excited this the, the World Series it, it, the entire College World Series it seems like you're either getting a uh, you're either getting like this is the worst game by far, the 24-4, to and it was still yeah. kind of fun to watch because there were so many hits. So you're either getting a lot of hits or you're getting these kind of, you know, the, the starters are getting you six, seven innings, and then it's the bullpen, and then it's like, all right, game on like like whoever mm-hmm. whoever has the best hitting now at this point your starting rotate your starting pitchers have taken you to this point uh so i'm excited to see how it goes tonight i in, i imagine that it's going to be scoreless or, or you know yeah I, I would say probably scoreless until the sixth or seventh until mm-hmm. you get the bullpen in there and then it's like it's going to come down to a some kind of ninth inning play or something like yeah. that so uh, i wouldn't be surprised be if skeen's goes as far as his arm will mm-hmm. let him go. Yep. Uh, I know it's probably not smart for him to do that because, you know, he's getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's already, yeah, 15 innings already in the in Omaha, so, which but is I mean, a lot. Like, and, and, and It is a lot. Less than a week, so. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I, I, could ima- I could see a scenario where Skeens tries to pitch a complete yep. game. I could see it happen. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I also got to bring this up, too. The Jello shot. Record. Oh update. man, because it is huge. I've got some thoughts on this too, right? So, okay. so LSU is uh, up at Rocco's, right? The yeah. uh, the Jello Shot Challenge. I think this is year number two for it. Uh, awesome thing. I remember when this first came out. I was like, this is cool. You, mm-hmm. you get uh, you get your business to go viral. It, it's such an easy way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Jello shots. Everybody loves that. Five uh, bucks a Jello yeah. shot. Yeah. LSU has 46,249 Jello shots bought. Uh, they're almost 40,000 clear of second place. Wake Forest, not even in the tournament anymore. Florida, uh, they're like they're way distant back. third or something yeah. like that. Like, and, and they're still in it. But uh, yeah, LSU, 46,249. It's the record. Uh, broke it by about... I think thirty thousand. Yeah, I think it, it was, was, a, it was 17. at 18, 17, yeah. 18,000 for Ole Miss a year ago. Yeah. What what are we doing with it? Why why what why? Do you mean? What are we this doing? is this is my problem with it. Yeah. The reason LSU broke the record was because somebody went in and mass bought Jello shots. The the you know owner the of Raising Kings. That's Kent. right. All right. Cool. I like that a lot, and I like that this all goes to charity. That's awesome. I just wish there was more like unwritten rules, and it was more like. 
uh, you know you what I mean? You don't you know what I mean? like the corporate. I don't it. like that. Yeah, yeah. You I, wish it was the. It, you wish that it was just a, a couple of guys coming in and they're like, oh, I could hammer down ten Jello shots because what's you know buy around yeah. and sort of thing. You, you don't want a corporate big mega boss yeah. coming in here and dropping however much it That's is. It. That's I it. get that. That's it. I like it to be. I want it to be legit. I want it mm-hmm. to. Yeah. How, who, which fan base really stood out? Not which fan base. Has yeah, stood out, donor. but also had somebody come in and pay thirty thousand dollars to buy however many you know divided by five Jello shots that yeah. is. So, I, come on, I, right? I, forty six thousand. It's going to be tough to beat unless Nebraska makes a College World Series final and Warren Buffett goes into Rocco's <laughs> and is like, I'm, "You think Warren a, Buffett is dropping yeah, no, that kind not, of cash not a on chance, Rocco's? Not a chance. Absolutely mainly, mainly not. Charlie Munger would, but there we uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Charlie's the party animal. Uh, if no. Scott Frost were still the coach, yeah. you know he. Would absolutely be going in there. He would, but I get what you're saying. I don't like. It's such an, a huge, incredible number. Yeah, and it's one that sets a bar and sets a precedent of like this is all going to charity. So like, why not go for it? Mm-hmm. You know. So I love. I wish that it was more competitive <laughs> because I wouldn't care as much if all the other yeah. teams also came in and were like, "We're going to do this." Somebody, uh, some other team's millionaire went and said, "Yeah, we'll we'll put I up mean, three thousand. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like if if a bunch of millionaires came together and said, "I want to make a bit of difference," and and started throwing money, and sure. this was the way that they chose to do it, I'd be really fine with that. It's because it's for charity that I don't care. Yeah. You know, that's that's I'm with you in in the long run. I'm with you. uh, Agree. But yeah, I I would like to see this go back. I would like to give this back to the people because I think it's away from the people at this point. And uh, (laughs) it's now in the hands of corporate dollars. And uh, it's time to bring this back to the to the good folks of the College World Series. You know, as much as I want to agree with you, any chance to take money away from millionaires and billionaires. I'm here for it. Good point. (laughs) All right. I'm just saying. But, hey, it's a, it's still an awesome thing. Awesome, yeah. awesome little uh, tidbit into the College World Series. Or that's with the College World Series. Now, it's starting a new tradition with it, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is cool. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Big fan of that. I also love our For You Finds. It's back this week. We both have, uh, you yeah. have two things, and I have one thing, and I'm going to echo yeah. your other thing. What should we start with? I've got, I've got one audio clip. Um, so Taylor Swift, right? Like Everybody knows about this era's tour yes. uh, that's just taking over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we first talked about this, I was so out on it. I was like, what? I just have not been. I I listened to so much Taylor Swift growing up with two sisters when I yeah. was a kid. I've just like outgrown it. And but now it's like it all comes back. You see videos where she's playing Love Story on the con, and it's just yeah. like, come on, this is this, this is the is coolest great. thing in the world. So I'm all in on it. Apparently, the entire world is too. This is a, a Minneapolis sports announcer from KSTP Sports, Chris Long, uh, where he tries to fit in as many Taylor Swift songs in his uh, report about the Minnesota Twins. It's me. Hi. Want to commemorate Taylor Swift's weekend takeover of Minneapolis? Well, if so, you belong with me. If not, you're on your own, kid. Ready for it? Twins fans knew all too well a cruel summer might develop if they didn't find some daylight this week, but they got out of the woods with three straight wins. Hoping the gold rush continues, seeking a four straight win in Detroit. Pablo Lopez started, but death by a thousand cuts in a treacherous second inning. A failed double play, a walk, and two bloop singles had the Twins seeing red down three-nothing. In the sixth, the fearless Carlos Correa trying to shake it off at, oh, I think he knows, deep into the lavender haze for a clean solo homer. It was 3-2, and the Twins loaded the base in the eighth, but Alex Lang pulled the invisible string on a mean hook to say peace to Royce Lewis. Well, then some bad news. Jose DeLeon appeared to hurt something, warming up to come on in relief. We're going to update you as soon as we get any details on that. The Twins fall 3-2. to two. That's it. That's pretty good. I don't know how many wow. there were in there. And and it's still, that was only 45 seconds of it. There's still like three more minutes of it where he goes into another sports story about a local uh, high school athlete, and he, and he gives some more references in there. That's just good stuff. That, that's really that's is. excellent writing and preparing. And, uh, yeah, no doubt Chris Long, uh, that, that's, he's probably a big fan, too. I think yeah. he went to the, I know they were in Minneapolis, or she was in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, I bet he went to the concert, too, was given, like, you know, front stage passes oh, or man. something like that. Can you so, imagine? Yeah. Like, 
like the uh, the number of people that are trying to go viral to to <laughs> just to get Eras tickets. Yeah, yeah, and that's what does it. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. I hope he. I hope he did go. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's coming. I know Kansas City soon, mm-hmm. right? I think. I think uh, so. Next next month, early next month, and mm-hmm. then uh, I know Denver is another one. So she's around the area. But yeah. uh, no free shout outs, Taylor Swift. Though we're, we're not we're not trying to sell sell her concert tickets. They're they're going. Uh, at a <laughs> she pretty, doesn't need pretty our nice rate. That. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but if she does want to have size in the stash, come on stage. We'd be more than happy yeah. to do so. Yeah. Say so. Say so. Uh, Let's move over to mine real quick because we share the last one. I so we all know that I am a pro wrestling fan, but I don't really follow too much. There are two things going on in WWE right now that are just incredible. Mm -hmm. There's this whole bloodline feud with the Usos. If you know, you know. Great. That's not what I'm talking about right now, though. Even though that is as high quality of pro wrestling as I've seen in a long time and great storytelling. What I want to talk about is this guy. His name is L.A. Knight. He is maybe the coolest guy that has been on TV in a long time. Because when you, like, when you are watching pro wrestling, most of the time you look at a guy and you're like, okay, they're saying lines, like it's pre-written, like it's, it's all this. This guy cut a promo about Money in the Bank, which is coming up. I think it's next week is when this pay-per-view is. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views to watch. It's a it's a six-man or eight-man ladder match, and they're all going after a briefcase, which guarantees them a shot at the world heavyweight title, baby, okay? <laughs> L.A. Knight cuts a promo, and Logan Paul is in the ring, and Ricochet, a couple other big names. Uh, just listen to this and get ready to get excited. It's me. Hi. Nope, wrong one. Want to commemorate Taylor It's me. That's L.A. Knight. That's L.A. Knight. Get excited. That's the Minneapolis sports announcer. Yeah. Here we go. Let me talk to you. I look in this ring and I see Ricochet, I see Nakamura, and I see two guys who are as useless as basketball cleats. Then I look and I see a guy... He makes videos for 14-year-old girls and wants to call himself a megastar. No, no! No, no! There can be only one, but I'll tell you what, Logan Paul, I brought you a little gift. It's a map. If you follow this, you'll find the exact directions of where he can stick each and every one of those bottles of Prime. Yeah! Because that case has my name on it with everybody saying... Yeah! Yeah! What's the, what was the chant? L.A. Knight. Everybody knows who's going to be on it. And it is L.A. Knight. Like, the crowd is so hot for this guy. Uh, I hope he wins it. And it has been a blast watching him, especially because the wild thing is, is that WWE originally forced him to be a manager because he was too old. They said, no, you're too old. Hang it up, whatever, and he said, and he was able to convince them that he could still go, and he has put on incredible matches, and he has absolutely captivated the yeah. crowd. He's forty, is that is, that, and he's just getting. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's like just this getting a his, start right now? This so. is his first push. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, he had been on the indies for a while and, and was considered like a veteran of the indies, and the goal of every independent pro wrestler is to come to WWE right. because that's where the paychecks yep. are, right? Yep. Yeah, it says he was known for his time in a thing called Impact Wrestling. So, yep. yep, TNA, yep. Uh, yeah. the the former number two TV yep. pro wrestling. I, I just, when you Google LA Knight um, and you just see some articles, uh, you know, it's talking about uh, LA Knight wants to be on the same level as uh, Steve Austin, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like, just like different things. Trying to, is this WWE's... I guess quasi attempt to just find another superstar, right? I mean, well, is this like is, is this is part of it? This wasn't WWE trying to find a superstar. This is a superstar yeah. coming out and finding okay. his mm-hmm. own place. Trying to because there's a there's a market for it, right? Like yeah. the, 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 there's certainly a market yeah. and it's open out there. Yeah, and you're just trying to trying to captivate. I mean, the guy's <laughs> a great like speaker, uh-huh. like like first like like that being in in the crowd for that would be. Bananas. Yeah, and uh, uh, hair raising. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm 
That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> LA Knight. I got to remember that name. I'll let you know if he ends up winning money in the bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the he's got that stone cold like what? 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 <laughs> you know, he's got the rocks you tell you where to shove those prime bottles, Logan Paul. Like he's he's a mix of it all and it just it it's freaking awesome is dude. logan paul are you are you fans of the of the pauls fan is not the way no. i would describe yeah. it a uh, constant hater yeah 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 <laughs> yeah not a fan uh, he's a they're all over the place though they you are know? They're, they're in they're in boxing uh-huh. obviously in, in wrestling i mean yeah. i think i think jake is uh who, who by the way is legitimate as a fighter i'm mm-hmm. sure like boxing i mean he's proven it a little mm-hmm. bit right but um yeah remember there was the rumor that Jake Paul was going to get uh, Mike Tyson out of retirement to to fight him. Conor McGregor, too, that was thrown that out was there. That was thrown yeah. around a little bit. I I hate to say it because I know some people that are like boxing purists. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Jake Paul versus Mike Tyson. Yeah. I would pay so much money to watch that. I would pay so I would find a way to like I would try and find a way to go and watch it because I've seen Mike Tyson light up a light up a, a heavy bag here recently on some videos that he puts out and golly yeah. to see him go and just knock this kid out would be incredible. He's in shape too, Tyson. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he smokes a lot of weed, but yeah. that's beside the point, right? <laughs> Has his own. Uh, I think he sells his own gummy. Uh, that uh, it's. I don't. I don't remember what it's called, but I know it's in the shape of an ear. You heard oh about that? Oh my gosh! No, you haven't heard about that. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it's this. called. I have to look it up. But I. I know for a fact he sells gummies in the shape of an ear. Uh, like you know uh-huh. when he bit off Vander Holyfield's ear. Uh, was that mid nineties, early nineties, whenever that was? So right yeah, that's there. perfect. That's perfect. Awesome. Would you rather see a fight between uh, Jake Paul and Mike Tyson or Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, great. This question. wasn't on our rundown, but I just that just came to my mind no, too because yeah, yeah. that's been getting a lot of run recently. Zuck. Uh, the obviously founder of Facebook, he's been posting these Instagram videos of him in jujitsu and looks mm-hmm. very, you know, obviously not like professional level, but looks like a trainee and, and has been putting work in Elon Musk, maybe what? 20, 30 pounds heavier, maybe uh-huh. two, three inches taller. Uh, doesn't look like, you know, he's he, also but, like 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit older, but, yeah. uh, no training at all whatsoever. But, um, apparently he's the one like floating around. Hey, we're going to, we're going to fight and all that. Mm-hmm. And Zuckerberg's trying to tease back, but it appears like they're trying to get something in the works here. I don't know. I, I if, if it were to happen today though, I've got my money on Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it happens like in a year from now and you give time for Elon to train, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I probably got to go with Elon, but yeah, I think I would, funny. I think I want, the billionaire thing to happen just so that Elon can't focus on tweeting. Yeah. yeah, Uh, You know, that sort of thing. I saw a a TikTok of a guy being like, I have this great idea. We have, so you've heard of the creator clash, which is a bunch of YouTubers fighting each other. We have the billionaire bash. Okay. It's same thing. We have super VIP level uh, of people can come watch this. Okay. That's it. It's like $2 million for a ticket. We get all the billionaires. We get them all in the stadium. And then we shoot them off in a rocket, okay? We shoot them off in a rocket. This is all planned. They all yeah. know they're going to space. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the first sporting event in space. And then we leave them there. <laughs> we just – and we take their money and we feed the poor. That's like, it. that's what we do. Yep. And I'm like, man, I can't find a flaw. <laughs> I mean, the whole shooting – leaving people in space, probably not cool. Yeah. But the good that they could do with the billions and billions right. of dollars of Zuck and Musk could send them down. Yeah, <laughs> could do a lot of good. Send them to space or send them in a submersible down to the Titanic. <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. Could do either of would those you, things. Would you rather go to outer space or down three thousand feet below the the surface of the ocean? What, I'll tell you what seems more dangerous. It seems like going below the surface of the ocean is a little more yeah. dangerous. I uh, found that out in, in the recent few days, but. <laughs> Uh, especially in a non-submarine, which I also found out that there are non-submarines. Yeah. There's a thing called submersibles, right. or going into outer space in a little capsule like the like you know Bezos and, and Amazon do with the uh, Blue Origin. Screw so, the ocean. Yeah, dude. That's, the yeah. ocean seems like the most terrifying thing ever, yeah. even more so than space. Because as much as like in space. 
there's not just things floating around and like coming for you. Well, they, there could I mean, be, but <laughs> we a little bit wider. Yet. Right, like, a little bit wider. Far, as high up as I'm going to go, I'm not going to have a space creature coming yeah, at me. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. unless NASA is lying to us and hasn't told us that actually instead of the uh, the lizard people being on Earth, they're actually up in space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the ocean, I'm terrified of the ocean. The pressure seems awful. The the wild. Have you seen like a giant squid? Mm -hmm. The kraken mm -hmm. things yep. that they're real. They're not just like myth or whatever. You swim around and, there and just eighty feet long, uh, right? Something like that. Yeah, hate it. Absolutely despise it. I will not go into the ocean to anything deeper than where my feet can touch and my head's still above water. Yep. That's as far as I will go. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. I cannot yeah. go down. Uh, th that whole thing with the submersible, the Titanic, it freaked me out. It's just like yeah. that. that's so terrifying that it could happen yeah. that quickly. Hopefully they went without it even you know, realizing I, that it was yeah. coming. But, uh, yeah, still crazy, crazy story. In the last it, absolutely crazy. And also, you know, hopefully that guy's kid got Blink-182 concert tickets. You know, he was, just, right. you know, he was mourning the loss. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, we got one more thing on the For You Finds, and it for both of us, it is the incredible play of a one Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. I, so I wrote this on the rundown just because um, the, baseball is, is in a really good place right now because of people like Ellie De La Cruz, I think. Uh, he's the rookie for the Cincinnati Reds. He's part of the uh, Cincinnati Reds. What are they now? i got to look this up because they were on a major win streak. Yeah, they're um, on like seven or eight wins. Yeah, and, and they had won 13 in a row. I, I didn't have what you know he's, he's done recently. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few days ago against Atlanta, he went four for five uh, with uh, three runs scored, hit the cycle, yeah. um, which, you know, and he's, he's very athletic looking he almost looks like he could be a point guard in basketball like he just it looks like you could copy him to another sport and he would thrive right there yeah but he plays baseball and, and he's just he's also like just listening to him talk he's very genuine loves the sport loves being around his teammates it's just like a breath of fresh air i guess w with baseball in a season that i would argue with, with baseball has been the biggest breath of fresh air that any sport has ever had because baseball i thought was struggling with the way it was going pitch clocks you know came into the league it, it helped it out but it used to be you know pitchers stepping off the mound to be minutes mm -hmm. between pitches and now it's just so watchable and then you get a guy like Ellie De La Cruz that you could watch uh, for, you can't really watch him unless you have like an MLB package mm -hmm. but you know what I mean right you, you can follow along it, it's just he's a, a very fun baseball player that hopefully like you get a few more of these with baseball with the MLB in the next few years with you know stars that people can gravitate toward and I think then that just helps your sport uh, launch into the future. So, Absolutely, yeah. He's he's just been a blast to watch too. Yeah. So athletic, so fast, got and the, he got plays, the cycle. Hit hit for the cycle. Plus he he's he doesn't fit the normal mold. So he is six foot six, yeah. playing shortstop, and he's long, angly. Like what I when I first saw him playing shortstop, the thing I first thought of was there is a deep analytic for football and it is how much room a wide receiver can actually like cover if they were to dive from a spot and that's like some deep analytic stat ellie de la cruz has that for major league baseball he's got to be the best shortstop when it comes to being able to field a ball from any spot he's got the yeah he's got this coverage crazy area. length yeah, yeah coverage area he's got this crazy length about him he throws the ball to first base hard every single time he beat out a <laughs> i can't believe this he beat out an infield hit to the first baseman like he just plays the game at 100 miles an hour and it's so refreshing because baseball has always been a sport of uh, take it easy. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's been a game of you can't pitch more than 100 pitches in a game. It's, you know, oh, there's a ground out to, first, to second baseman. Well, you better not run too hard because, we, you know, we don't want injuries to happen. The Ironman, uh, the, the idea of an Ironman athlete who keeps on going and going and going just isn't around anymore. And baseball was really 
faltering for that. And what I hope Ellie De La Cruz doesn't turn into, I hope Ellie De La Cruz doesn't turn into like Yasiel Puig because Yasiel Puig was this really hot player. Dodgers, Red Sox. Dodgers, Red Sox. He was really hot for like 50 games and then he fell off. And I hope that, I just hope that Ellie De La Cruz is able to continue to play at this level. And I hope it sparks other people like Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves. He is an incredible player to watch. He played harder because there was another guy on the other side that was trying to do better than him. And so I hope that it really sparks more in baseball. And this season really has been so much fun to watch. Absolutely. I'm becoming more of a baseball fan again, and it it feels actually really good. So anyway, just wanted to get that off there. Also, uh, so the Reds lost two of three to the Braves uh, this weekend. So uh, yeah, they did uh, did have that one run win in game one. Ellie De La Cruz hit the cycle there, and then they dropped two uh, this weekend. They're still eight and two in their last ten and leading their uh, National League division. So I hope that works out. Also, did you see what Joey, Joey Votto, did you see (laughs) He said about. See what he said about. Yeah, he called him. uh, He called him Mickey Mantle. He he had he had a comp to Mickey Mantle about him, which a lot of people were, uh, you know, taken aback by it at first. But um, I, I I think paraphrasing a little bit what what Joey was saying about Ellie De La Cruz and and his now young teammate uh, Votto's on his way out. Right. I mean, one of the most popular baseball players I would say of all time. Certainly one of the most liked. People are going to listen to to what he has to say, but. Yeah, he talked about Ellie and, and a guy, and I think, again, paraphrasing what he said, but it was something like, uh, every hitter is going to go through their slumps, everybody goes through it. Uh, he thought that Ellie's was, if he goes through a slump in the future, his is going to be a little easier to come out of just by the way, just because of his athleticism and the way he hits, was kind of his his quote, if I could paraphrase it a little bit. So Also, uh, yeah. pairing with this is the fact that Luis Arias is chasing the 400 mark. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's through, I, I I can't remember how many games they're through, but he is currently batting 399 on the season. So it's just another thing in, in baseball that is just, like, baseball is having a moment right now, and I and I hope the world mm-hmm. is watching, because it, it there's a lot going on that just feels you put it best by saying it's it's refreshing it's a breath yeah. of fresh air i think it's yeah yeah go, yeah no you're you're i think you're 100% right and it starts with the pitch clock like like to me i just it, the pitch yeah. clock has just been a world of difference just having a designated 20 seconds from pitch to pitch it just helps you sit down and watch a game easier which i i, I so i start with the pitch clock when it, when i'm talking about how how good baseball is it seems like such a minuscule thing but uh and, yeah that's it, it forces this is something that I get that I, what I was trying to say with baseball as it being a lazy sport, it forces all of the players to be more on top of things. Mm-hmm. It forces the pitchers to to make quicker decisions. It forces batters to to be in the box ready to go. It forces defensive players to to get ready quicker. It forces everyone to follow the game in a way that hasn't been done in years, you know, and that is, I think that is speaking volumes to why certain players are doing better, speaking volumes as to why fans are enjoying it more this season. Yep. Man, oh man, that is a podcast. We're going to skip the Mount Rushmore this week because we have been yeah. jawing, let me tell you. We'll save it for next week. It, I, I think it's a it's a fun topic. So, it is. Yeah, we, yeah. Can, we, can, uh, we can save it for next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to Siza and the Stash. I am the Stash. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Guy Austin, Parker Siza. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Parker Siza. Perfect stuff. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.